This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. We mentioned over Shabbos that Parshas Vayechir, the Parsha that we just read, discusses a lot about burial and preparation for, uh, for Misa. So I want to talk about a topic which uh, I am not taking a halachic stand whatsoever on nor would I uh, tell you my personal halachic stand on the matter. I just want to bring the question to at least a discussion that everyone will have at some point, should have with their family, about what's the significance of burial in Eretz Yisrael. Today you hear people pass away, and the first thing everyone's running is kvur in Eretz Yisrael. What are the halachic opinions, so to say, about kvur in America or locally versus kvur in Eretz Yisrael? Now again... There's a lot of things to take into consideration with family lists, financial obligations. We're going to be discussing a very, very, very simple level halachic question, which again, every person has to work this out for themselves. The Rashi that we had in last week's parasha, Rashi told us that Yaakov Avinu made it very clear he didn't want to be buried in Mitzrayim, and he gave three reasons. Now the three reasons, only one out of the three explained why he wanted to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. The other two were really why he didn't want to be buried in Mitzrayim. Right, we know Rashi quotes from the Medrash that Yaakov was afraid that he turned him into an Avodah Zarah, or he was worried about the kingdom. Well, if he would have been buried in America, he wouldn't have had those issues either. The third reason that Rashi tells us is that he wanted to specifically be buried in Eretz Yisrael because he didn't want to have to go through the tsar, the pain of the rolling of the bone, so to say. That's one of the milos of being buried in Eretz Yisrael. There's a Gemara in Ksubas, which again, you have to know. The end of that Periking Subas talks a lot about Eretz Yisrael. You have to know what is Neskabal Lahalacha, what is not Neskabal Lahalacha. But the Gemara over there writes, Kol HaKover Be'Eretz Yisrael, anyone who's buried in Eretz Yisrael, Ki'il Nikvar Tachas HaMezbech. It's as if they're buried under the Mezbech. What exactly does that mean? I can't tell you, but the Gemara is using it as a positive light that a person should try to get buried in Eretz Yisrael. Then we turn to a Yushalmi. There's Yushalmi in Klayim, in the ninth Perik, with Yushalmi has a discussion over there, a bunch of uh, Amaroyim were talking that they saw all these Arainers coming in from Eretz, coming from Chutzlar to Eretz Yisrael. And they said, what's well, to Arain? What are they doing with all these bodies? We don't need more dead bodies in Eretz Yisrael. We don't need them here. That's right. They're in Metam of the land. We don't need more. But what are you bringing us more dead bodies? So the question is, what do we make of this Yushalmi? Now the truth is, that's only one opinion in the Yushalmi. It seems to be that the Bavli seem to be a proponent of burial in Eretz Yisrael. Now, how do we learn that Yushalmi? So, Reb Shmuel Vazner has a truth in Shevet HaLevi, where he says, Pshatim that Yushalmi is not the way we understood Yushalmi. The Yushalmi wasn't saying that Eretz Yisrael shouldn't be a place for Kfura. The Yushalmi was complaining that they only come to Eretz Yisrael to die, but they don't want to live in Eretz Yisrael. We're talking about wealthy people who lived in the Chutzarts their whole life, now when it's all over, now they want to come to Eretz Yisrael. So Yushami was bemoaning the fact that these people should have lived their whole life in Eretz Yisrael. They had financial means, they were financially able to live in Eretz Yisrael, and they only want to come to Eretz Yisrael after they've already passed. That's how he learns Pshat and Yushami. There's a Rambam in Hilchus Moloch and Perikei Aloch Yiral, very important Rambam. The Rambam writes that Chachamim tell us the importance of living in Eretz Yisrael, the importance of being buried in Eretz Yisrael, and then he writes, You can't compare living in Eretz Yisrael alive to living in Eretz Yisrael after burial. And then he writes, But great scholars, used to bring their people that passed away there. Says the Rambam, who's the biggest example? Meyakov Avinu. Doesn't call him Yaakov at Tzadik like we had yesterday on Shabbos. We mentioned this. The Yosef at Tzadik. 
So what does the Rambam mean when he writes the Gedoyle HaChachomim Hoi Melichim? So most people learn this Rambam Kipshutai. You want to be considered a, a Godol, you bring uh, buried people in Eretz Yisrael, like Yaakov and like Yosef did. However, the Satmar Rebbe famously said, that's not Pshat the Rambam. The Satmar Rebbe said, we're misreading the Rambam. The Rambam meant, Gedoyle HaChachomim means great, great people. Not every person who dies is a great person. Like Yaakov and Yosef, who are also great people. Therefore, held the Divrayer, the Satmar Rebbe held that not everyone should come to Eretz Yisrael for Kfura. If someone's on that caliber, who is considered a Gedoyle HaChachomim, not everyone's a Godel, not everyone's a Gedoyle HaChachomim. Therefore, the Satmar Rebbe held, not everyone should go to Eretz Yisrael. And he felt it's only for the Gedoyle HaChachomim. If you look in Shulchan Aruch, Shulchan Aruch is a little unclear. If you look in Shulchan Aruch, the Mechabah discusses in Simshin Samachalov. In Hokas Avelus, the Mechabah discusses burial. And the Mechabah writes that it's mutter to move a body. Normally we don't move bodies after they're buried. However, the Mechabah says there's two times you're allowed to move a body. One, it, that's right, that's, this comes from the Gemara. So when are you allowed to move a body? So the Shulchan Aruch writes in Simshin Samachalov, the Mechabah writes you're allowed to move it either to bury an Eitzel Avosov, which is another important idea which we have to really talk about. There's something special to be buried near family. It says in the last expression, V'shachavti im Avosai. Yaakov said, I want to be buried with the family. There's something about going back to where family is buried. Says the Mechaber, or to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. If you want to move a body to, from Chutzlar to Eretz Yisrael, that's Mutter. Why, says the Shach? Because being buried in Eretz Yisrael brings a Kapara to the Nifter. And that's why your person is allowed to move from Chutzlar to Eretz Yisrael. Now, the Mechabah doesn't say everyone has to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. He just says that it would be permissible to move a body in order to move them to Eretz Yisrael. Then the Ramah wrote, writes an interesting meaning. He writes a practice, Yesh noigim losses me'afar Eretz Yisrael bekever. And in Chutzlar, we have a practice that when we bury people here outside of Eretz Yisrael, we put some dirt from afar Eretz Yisrael. Why? To mekayim the pasuk that says, V'chipar ad mosai. That the Adoma of Eretz Yisrael is Mechaber. So if a person can't be in the actual Adoma of Eretz Yisrael, at least they should get Adoma from Eretz Yisrael. So Reb Hankin had a letter where Reb Hankin was very against Kvura in Eretz Yisrael. He said because you're going to end up creating a very big financial strain on Kalah Yisrael. It's not cheap to be buried people in Eretz Yisrael. So if every, every person who dies is going to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, it's going to be very, very big expense to Klai Yisrael. It's going to cause a big burden to Klai Yisrael. Plus the fact that not everyone can go visit so frequent. So Reb Hankin said, I don't push people to go to Eretz Yisrael. If someone wants, if the family says specifically they want, that's something else. But Reb Hankin writes, like the Satmar Rebbe, they weren't big proponents of Kvur in Eretz Yisrael. Many other G'dayle HaPaiskim were much more big proponents of being buried in Eretz Yisrael. Rebbe Vajay has a fascinating tshuva we were talking about a woman who was from Chutzlaretz, and she basically told her family she'd like to be buried in Chutzlaretz in Kivri Avaisov. So, uh, actually, a Yekisha woman, she had family, had Kvura. She wanted to be buried with the family. She never went to Eretz Yisrael for a trip, and she died in Eretz Yisrael. And they buried her in Eretz Yisrael. And now the family back in America said, no, we're going to take the body out of the ground, bring it to Chutzlaretz to Kivri Avaisov. So they, and the family got the government involved. They wanted to get the body to take to her. So they said, the government said, we'll do whatever the, the, whatever the Rapportim say. So they sent the shout to Bavadja. Bavadja said, absolutely not. Once she's already, in the, she's already buried in Eretz Yisrael, to take her out of Eretz Yisrael, to bring her to Chutzlar, Bavadja said, that we're not going to do. No, it was, it was, they were turning to the, they needed a, a rabbi from the Israeli government. Someone they had to turn to. The Rabbanot. They needed someone to sign off. And he said he's not going to allow it. He said, Lamaisa, once she's already buried here in Eretz Yisrael, to take her out of Eretz Yisrael, to bring her back to Kivrit Avaisai, he says that we're not going to do it. And there's really a Pizchei Tshuva over here. Pizchei Tshuva has its side. Let's say someone says while they're alive, they don't want to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. They don't want to. And then they die. 
So the Pesachai Tshuva says, you don't have to listen to their request. You could bury them in Eretz Yisrael. He says, but if they say explicitly, meaning if they just showed an interest in not being buried in Eretz Yisrael, no. If they say explicitly, we only want to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, no. so then he says, then you shouldn't go against their wishes. But he doesn't think Meker Adin. He thinks it's more important, according to the Pesachai Tshuva, it's a mitzvah for the mace, the kapara is for the mace. So even though when the person's alive, they say, I don't want to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. He thinks that no, once they die, then it's, uh, you should take them to Eretz Yisrael. Now, we all know of many big gedolim that are buried here in America. We know of many big gedolim that are buried in Eretz Yisrael. So I always wondered what goes through their mind when they're planning these things. So a lot of them have to take into consideration financial responsibilities, their family, who can come visit them. Who, that was Reb Hankin's cheshbon. Reb Hankin thought you should take that into consideration. The Samar Rebbe thought no. The Samar Rebbe thought that not every person is cut out to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. So it's a, it's a, a tough question that family members have to discuss. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, say, but he writes in a couple of places, he's quoted by quite a few, and, and to, this is to be a funny, funny argument, he quotes a shlok, uh, the who quotes a zayar, who was very against people being buried in Eretz Yisrael. Now, Rabbi Vajra actually bavorns this in the truth, he says, we're not going to paskin like a zayar against the Bavli, and against uh, most likely most opinions in Yerushalmi. But there is a Zayar Kaddish like that. For those, uh, I don't know what the Chassidish and Minhagim is, I'm not sure. But there is a, such a Zayar Kaddish in Parsha Shlach, I think. The Zayar was very against, like the Yushalmi. That, oh, you're bringing us all your Tamei Mason, you're bringing us all your dead bodies, leave the dead bodies in Chutzlah. So it's something, it's an uncomfortable conversation that has a little bit of halachic background, a lot of emotional background as well to figure out what's the best option for each person.